What's up? It's JJ with Goodies and Two Shoes, and thank you for tuning in to the Good Talk Podcast. If you don't already follow us on socials, on IG, follow us at Goodies and Two Shoes, YouTube at Goodies and Two Shoes, Twitter at Two underscore Goodies, and on TikTok, Goodies dot the letter N, the number two dot shoes. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. LeBron James returned to the L.A. Lakers lineup April 30th after missing 22 games, and since then, he has missed eight out of the last nine. James stated two weeks ago that he would never return back to 100% health, and with his current absence looming large over the Lakers organization, it seems as though he could have been telling the truth. A point could be made, however, that LeBron James is embracing the relatively new wave in the league and implementing the load management master plan potentially acknowledging the inevitability of the Lakers having to be a part of the NBA's recently added play-in tournament. Regardless of the method behind the madness, one thing will remain true. Father Tom will continue to be undefeated. To even mention the ever-looming aura of such a thing in the same sentence as the chosen one has for nearly two decades seemed unthinkable, but as the days pass and the minutes continue to increase on his body, it seems more and more apparent that the King James era of the NBA is slowly Dwindling away. Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast. A week away from the playoffs, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, it's about to get real. It's about to get real rowdy in that Money bitch. I'm telling you. Everything. I wonder how life without it would go. I'm already going. I'm already going. Please don't don't fuck up and let the Warriors have to see the Lakers in that playing game and the Warriors bust them niggas in their head. Please don't let that shit happen. No cap, cause them motherfuckers looking like they locked in already. Embracing it doesn't come natural. Bear with me, it could take a bit. Yeah, in my dreams of who I'm racing with, but you can see I'm pacing it so that I'm always chasing it. Wayne put me right here, that's who I get the paper with. I hope that my success never alters our relationship. Yeah, this life is something I would die for. October zone, but it's looking like July 4. Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, man. Try it first. This time I'm really going off. Fireworks. Today begins. I've missed them before, but I'll miss them again. I keep A lot of shit to cover again today. No cap. It's that time, nigga. It's when the real dogs come out. Again, like I said, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, man. Uh, episode three, season two. You know, like I said, we got a lot. We got a lot of shit to get to again, again. Two weeks in a row. You know, um, you know, bullshit, bogus ass NFL signings, um, NBA playoffs right around the corner. Playing game next Tuesday. Playing tournament begins next Tuesday, March eighteenth. Um, so we got a lot of shit to cover So we're just gonna go ahead and jump straight into it 
Uh, let's go go ahead with some sports news. Let's get this shit out of the way quick, cause <laughs> we got we got some shit to talk about. The Detroit Lions wave carry on Johnson. Um, carry on Johnson is a bum. Let's go ahead and say that. 181 yards last year in, in 16 games. Um, it makes sense because you know the Detroit Lions last year brought in DeAndre Swift. Um, they had also added Jamal Williams. So this move made sense. It was inevitable that this was going to happen. Especially just, you know, on Johnson, he's just simply not cut. And you have guys on the depth chart that can do what he's doing times 10. So there's no need for him to be on the payroll. Get him out of here, respectfully. And nobody should pick up on Johnson either. Unless they get in a, like a jam. Because that nigga, not cut. Green Bay Packers signed Blake Bortles to a one-year contract. This, already, this, this lets me know what we talked about Uh Last week, we talked about this last week, right? Aaron Rodgers is not stepping foot on an NFL field in a Green Bay Packers uniform ever again. Ever again. he's It's just inevitable at this point. It's just that simple. He's not stepping in onto the NFL field again in a Green Bay Packers uniform. He's not. And he shouldn't. Because for the past two years, it's been nothing but disrespect, ungratefulness, pride. That's what it's been from the Green Bay Packers. And so now they have to go sign who? Blake Bortles? Is that your savior, nigga? Blake Bortles? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyways, that's neither here nor there. And I'm I'm sure, I mean, all of that being said, I'm sure Jordan Love is going to, you know, inevitably start the season and get the start. I'm sure they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt just because he's been in the system. But <clears throat> neither one of those guys are that good to me either. Honestly. I mean, obviously, we haven't we haven't seen what Jordan Love has and what he's capable of fully. But at the same time, he's no Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, I think we can all agree on that. On to the next topic. <laughs> and, and, and this is and this again. Like I, I, I thought that I was gonna come in here on some better energy today. Right? But as time has gone on, I'm I'm seeing through like time throughout this week has gone on. You know, it was a slow week for me. You know, as I'm as I'm getting my stuff ready for for, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever we record or whatever, you know. I take my notes and then I, I put the podcast together the, the night before we we're scheduled to record. All right. So the first couple of days of the week after we recorded, it was it was a very slow week. And then and then little shit to piss me off started happening. All right. Tim Tebow, age 33, signed the one year contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's being listed as a tight end. And this is being reported by Ian Rappaport. But, you know, it, it's obvious that Urban Meyer has something to do with this. But really, nigga, Tim Tebow? A motherfucker that hasn't been in the league for five years, right? That was really not good at all, given he's coming in at a different position. And the thing about it is a lot of people said off rip that he should have been a tight end to prolong his NFL career initially. Now he comes in, you know, one-year deal. And I'm sure he'll play some role in, you know, helping Trevor Lawrence throughout his growth process and shit like that. But I'm just under the mindset, like, nigga, how can you coach me and you was a fucking bum? Like, honestly, 
I don't, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I don't know how I feel about it. The honest truth, I really don't. And all of that being said, right, you had Tim Tebow get signed, given he got signed as a tight end, but then you had Blake Bortles get signed to, to the Green Bay Packers. And all of that being said, Colin Kaepernick is still a free agent. Colin Kaepernick still hasn't touched the NFL field in the last five years. Right? And Colin Kaepernick was not half as bad as what Blake Bortles was the last time we saw him on the field. And he damn sure won't even close to being as bad as Tim Tebow. I don't give a fuck what position he playing. Moving on. I, I, I'm not in the mood today. I'm really not. Thursday, Major League Baseball legend Albert Pujols was released by the Los Angeles Angels. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a very poor year for, for Pujols, sadly. Um, he was batting 198, OBP of 250, slugging 372 and five home runs. Um, Pujols was in the last season of a 10-year deal, $253 million. Um, that he signed in 2011, obviously, um, and this 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 sadly could be the end of a historic career, man. Honestly, Albert Pujols is is one of the greatest to ever do this shit. You know, um, I would be very disappointed and discouraged if we seen the last of Albert Pujols because I know, without a shadow of a doubt, that he deserves what every other legend deserves. And it being in there being a farewell uh farewell tour for him. Albert Pujols deserves his flowers. You know, I, like I said, we stated we understand that at the end of the day it is a business and it is sports and you must produce. He was not doing that. But with that being said, you know, give that man his flowers, bro. One of the greatest to ever do. I remember when I was a little kid playing baseball before I switched to number twelve, I, I legitimately used to wear number five because of Albert Pujols. Legitimately, there was a span of about three, four, five years that I wore number five for our pool. So, you know, it's a, it's a sad day, but at the same time, you you know, it's sports. You got to move on. <clears throat> Bradley Bill went off for fifty points against the Pacers Saturday night, but he wasn't able to finish. Sadly, Brad Bill went down with the uh, with the left hamstring injury. Um, the Wizards were still able to hang on and win that game 133 to 132. But this really, it, it comes at a very inopportune time, really, because, you know, you had the Wizards, you had the Wizards fighting for that, that, that 10, that 10 seed and, you know, a lock for the play in tournament. So it's very, very inopportune. And also, let me say this, bro. Kent Bazemore, you was a bitch, bro. Real shit. That shit that you that you pulled in that press conference, bro. That shit was some whole shit, bro. You know, and 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 then the next day or whatever, he trying to come back in a press conference talking about I guess we can't joke no more. I can't no nigga. You can't joke about another nigga that does what you do going down with an injury. You can't joke about that. It's, it ain't shit funny. Who are you to even open your mouth to speak on Bradley Bill and sneak this him? Nigga, what the fuck have you done? Who are you? Fuck out of here, nigga. You're not you're no good. You're no good. And and I, I was told last week by some of the people in my team and shit that that, that you know, I was a, a very harsh on some of the guys, you know, and, and from the future going forward that 
I kind of want to tone it back. And I told them niggas, I said, you know what? Y'all may be right. <clears throat> For one, I'm not going to try and protect industry ties that I don't have yet. That's number one. And for two, even when I get a position that I am talking to these niggas on a regular basis, I'm still going to pop my shit and I'm still going to let them niggas know if they garbage. Kent Bazemore is fucking trash. And he's from my he's from my area. He's from North Carolina. That nigga grew up in the same place as my brother. My brother can't stand his ass neither. Nigga said he a bitch. He don't do shit for the city. Nothing. Kent Bazemore, don't speak on greatness, nigga, because you not there, and you never will be, respectfully, of course. I respect your passion. I respect your drive. I respect you doing what it takes, you know, to be in the NBA and do that shit on a night-in, night-out basis. But don't speak on shit that you have no business speaking about, especially when it comes to you making a joke out of a nigga being injured. Brad Bill should smack the shit out of that nigga the next time he see him. That's the type of mood I'm in today. I don't know what it is. Nigga, I stayed up. I stayed up pretty late. You know, I woke up on a in a great mood. But some of these, it's the same thing that I told y'all last week when we talked about Jacob DeGrom and the Mets. Motherfuckers just need to start getting slapped again, bro. Really. Like, honestly, it would solve a lot of problems. It really would. If niggas just started getting slapped, you know, in a control setting and you don't bring the guns in and all of that shit, just start smacking niggas and see how they respond. Because I guarantee you if that nigga Brad Bill is on site, it ain't no talking. It ain't no talking, nigga. There ain't shit for us to hash out or discuss. If Brad Bill, the next time he see Kent Bazemore, just rear back and smack the shit out of that nigga, I guarantee you all of that laughing and joking about injuries and shit will never happen again. I guarantee it. You must be held accountable for what you say. It's just that simple, bro. Shit, piss me off. Get out of here, Kent Bazemore. In other news, Kyrie Irving went down last night against the Bulls with a face contusion. Um, it's, the injury didn't didn't uh, it doesn't seem that serious, you know. They they tested Kyrie for a concussion. Um. He, he tested not, uh, negative, excuse me. The only thing that worries me about this, man, is that, I mean, I, I've, I've said it numerous times on this on this show at this point. I have the Nets coming out of the East, but I will say, and we'll, we'll jump into this a little bit later. I will say that it's making me very, very nervous that the Brooklyn Nets cannot stay healthy because it's been about 90 days now that the big three all three of them have been on the court together about 90 days. And for me, that's very, very, it's very hard for you to compete with that when you have guys that have been, that have been together all season. When you guys, you have guys that have been together for, you know, four, five, six, seven years. All right, it's very difficult. You can go, you can go back to 2011 2010, 2011, when Miami lost to Dallas in the finals, right? They couldn't get it done. Why? Because they just didn't have the chemistry and stuff yet. So this 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 makes me very very nervous. This this makes me very nervous. Russell Westbrook 
Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he, nigga, I, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. <clears throat> Russell Westbrook breaks Oscar Robertson's record for triple doubles all time with a 182. Westbrook is that nigga. And I told y'all last week, stop fucking playing with his name. Stop playing with his fucking name. And guess what? They they one game away from a sh- from just a shot. That's all they need is a shot. I told y'all last week. Everything you'll see. I don't change my stance on much. I really don't. I don't change my stance on much. I told y'all <clears throat> the only thing the, the the Washington Wizards needed was an op- opportunity. That's the only thing they needed. <clears throat> And they one game away from getting that opportunity. And don't let that never mind. I ain't even gonna I ain't even gonna do it, bro. I'm I'm telling y'all, that nigga Westbrook, he locked right now. He's locked. He's locked. You know, we need Brad Bill to come back. Let's be honest. You know, we're gonna show respect where it's deserved. We need Brad Bill to come back. But the way that nigga Westbrook is playing, bro. A lot of y'all niggas don't want to see the Washington Wizards traveling to your team's arena. I'm going to just be 100% honest because, again, I'll reemphasize, they have nothing to lose. They don't care, nigga. We all, we all wrote them off 30 games into the season. We all wrote them off. The Washington Wizards shouldn't even be in this conversation right now. It was inevitable that Russ would because <laughs> Russ is going to do what he do. Russ is damn near an immortal, nigga, when he step on that court. On God. 100 miles power the whole time. And you can't guard him. Because he might punch on you, and if you get him, get him in that corner, he just going to pull up off the glass, dot you in your eye. Simple as that. And then, okay, double team me. You know, I'm going to make the right play. Dish that bitch off <laughs> for a dunk. <clears throat> and then I'm locking up on defense. Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game of basketball. And that may be unpopular, but I don't care. It's factual. It's simple. They held this record. They held this record, you know, deemed it as untouchable. Untouchable for who? (laughs) I don't even need to say no more. Rapper J. Cole is signing with um, Rwanda Patriots to the Basketball Africa League. Patriots play their first game of the season Sunday against Rivers Hoopers. Um, this is crazy to me, man. Shout out to J. Cole, bro. You know, one of the greatest rappers to ever do this shit. You know, and now you you continue to chase your dream, even at the age that you're at right now. That shit, that's huge, bro. That's major. Shout out to J. Cole. I'm proud of you, bro. Keep going up. Let's see. That's all the news I got. That's all the news that I have. That's all of the news that I have. Um, let's get into let's get into some scores. Last night. And the Heat clinched playoff berth with a win against the Boston Celtics, 129-122. Bam Adebayo and Duncan Robinson both had 22 points. Tyler Harrow added 24 off the bench. The Heat have won 10 of their last 13. 
currently sit at the number six seed in the conference. Don't sleep on the Miami Heat either. Don't forget the Miami Heat were in the NBA Finals last year. Don't forget Goran Dragic did go down for that NBA Finals. The NBA Finals, I'm still convinced the LA Lakers would have won should Dragic have been there. But at the same time, don't sleep on them. They're still a, a valid threat to come out of the East. They're still dogs. And they may be able to do it. Who knows? I mean, this year in the playoffs, I'm not writing anybody off. One through ten, one through eight, however you want to put it, I'm not writing anybody off in the NBA playoffs. It's just that simple. I'm not doing it. <clears throat> Nuggets knocked off the Hornets 117 to 112. Michael Porter and Jokic both dropped 30 piece. Um, it's very intriguing, very, very exciting, intriguing, intriguing to see um, the growth in Michael Porter Jr. Um, he's had to take a step up and level his game up due to the fact that Jamal Murray went down. You know, so it's it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see. Last five games, Michael Porter has just simply been going crazy. It's beautiful, beautiful. Um, it wasn't all bad news for the Hornets, however. Um, they were able to clinch a playoff berth in the play-in tournament with the Chicago Bulls losing 115-107 to 107 to the Nets. Warriors beat the Suns in the Bay, 122-116. to 116. Um, They continue to hold on to that eight seed, man. Steph had 21, but Andrew Wiggins, he went for 38 points, had seven boards. Um, and the Warriors just had a recent homestand. They went 4-0. So that's why I said earlier, that's why I started the podcast off by saying, don't let the Warriors get hot. You know, and then and then the Lakers got to see them, and they locked in because the Warriors have beat the top two seeds in the Western Conference in the last four games. They beat them. They 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 won those two games. So, you know, just be aware of that a lot of y'all know I'm a young guy, man, and you know the game the game against the Knicks and Lakers. It, it reminded me of everything that I've heard about these two franchises and and the rivalry that they had before. Um, the Lakers ended up coming out on top 101-99. Um, they got contributions from everybody really around the court. 20 from AD, 16 from Drummond, 23 from Kuz. Um, on the other side, you had 27 from D-Rose, 31 from Julius Randle. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I know for a fact, I know that last week I told y'all that uh, it was inevitable that Nikola Jokic should be the NBA's MVP. But listen... Listen, bro. I'm here to say, Julius Randle, you must put him in that conversation. You must do it. You must do it. Julius Randle this season. Um, I, I want to say he's averaging 25, 7, and 6 or something like that. Let me pull it up real quick so I can be a valid source. Excuse me, 24 points, 10 boards, 6 assists. That's what Julius Randle's doing this year. He must be in the MVP conversation. I'm not saying he should win it because I still hold true in the fact that Nikola Jokic should be this year's MVP. But Julius Randle has to be uh, in the conversation. Very quick baseball, very quick. Padres beat the Rockies 8-1. Astros knock off the Angels 5-1. Yankees win against the Tampa they raise in the trop. And the Philadelphia Phillies uh, take care of the Mets 5-1 in the interdivisional matchup. And that's what we have for scores. Um, let's jump into our game of the week review. 
Last week, our game of the week was the Nuggets versus Nets. I believe that that matchup was hosted on Saturday. I had the Nuggets by four. Nets ended up winning on my score of 125 to 119. KD had 33 on 9 of 14 shooting to go along with 11 rebounds, 7 dimes. Kyrie Irving, 31 points, 4 assists um, for the Nuggets. Jokic had 29, 7 and 6. Michael Porter Jr., 28. Um, at one point, I, I believe <clears throat> the Nuggets were up by like 20 plus points. And they just couldn't get it done, bro. They couldn't, they couldn't hold on to the lead. Couldn't hold on to the lead. Um, it started missing easy, easy shots, wide open shots. The net started ramping it up on defense a little bit, and the net started just just dotting them. And they they really just showed the heart of a champion. And again, that that matchup, the Nets getting that win, that tells me a lot about the potential of that group. It does. It really does. The Nuggets are no they're no pushover. Really, they're 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 no pushover. So yeah, shout out to the Nuggets for uh ruining my perfect my perfect record in our game of the week predictions. Shout out to them. But hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um Kyrie Irving went down with an injury, bro. And this is I, I'll just touch on this a little bit more. Harden scheduled to return Wednesday night. So last night, technically. Or, yeah, last night, technically. Um, But, listen. The Nets, they have to they have to get on the basketball court together. Because if they don't, it's just simply not going to win. They're not, they're, it's not going to work, excuse me. They might breeze, they might breeze through the first two rounds. But then when they run into a Milwaukee or they run into, you know, a Philadelphia 76ers team whose core has been in place for about four or five years now, when that happens, the experience that these other teams have is going to overshadow the greatness of the Brooklyn Nets big three because they haven't been able to play with each other. There's no chemistry developed there, Right? And it seems like every time they're close to having all three of them on the basketball court at the same time again, something happens. And this is what, I mean, you know, this is what they're dealing with. It's just as simple as that. It really is. It's just that simple. Like, this is what they're dealing with. And if they can't, if they can't get healthy and they can't pull it together... I'm not 100% confident that that the Brooklyn Nets will come out of the uh out of the East. I'm not. Y'all know my prediction. Y'all know it. And if you don't know it, Nets versus Suns. Nets NBA champions. That's my prediction. But if the Nets can't get healthy, playoff bro, playoff time is right around the corner. Like playoff time is legitimately next week. And I told you earlier that it had been almost nearly 90 days that the Brooklyn Nets Big Three has been on the court together. 90 days. And playoff time is is here. I'm not even going to say it's right around the corner anymore. It's here. The NBA playoffs are here. 
So I mean, they have to they have to do something. They really do. <clears throat> this week, this week's game of the week. It's not a sexy matchup. I'll admit, it's not a sexy matchup by any stretch of the imagination. But I have the Hornets and Wizards. Um, that's my game of the week this week. So I would I would suggest y'all tuning in. Um, game is scheduled to be played on Sunday, May sixteenth, and that's the last day of the regular season. I think there's like I don't even know like twelve or thirteen games from like. 12 o'clock to 4 p.m. or something like that. Like, it's something crazy that they're trying to force all of these games for the last game of the regular season. But that is a matchup I would suggest y'all tune into. Um, <clears throat> I got the Wizards by seven. But the only reason I say that really is because the Hornets are without Miles Bridges. Um, and, and the Wizards at this point, their backs are against the wall. Sorry. It's simple. Their backs are against the wall, and I feel like the Wizards, they have they they must this is a this is a must-win game for them. It's a must-win game for them because they can't rely, it's to a point now you can't rely on other teams to, to lose. You gotta go out and get a job now. So, with all of that being said, like I I, I re-emphasize the point that I have the Wizards by seven. Let's see. Let's see what we got on the docket. I'm. I'm. A, I'll be a hundred percent transparent with y'all in this very moment. This podcast for the next about month and a half will be extremely NBA centric. So if you don't like the NBA, you know you don't watch it. You don't know nothing about it. You can either a stay tuned in and get informed, or b just turn it off. Cause I'm 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 giving y'all a heads up right now. I'm fully locked into the NBA playoffs, man. I feel like this is going to be one of the best years that we've seen in recent history. I really, really, honestly, truly feel as though that can be the case, as though that will be the case. As a matter of fact, because there's no guarantee. Where's your guarantee? There's no guarantee in the West. Everybody one through ten can can beat everybody one through ten on any given night. That's a fact. <laughs> We've seen it. I told you earlier, Golden State has gone 4-0 in the last four games, and they knocked off the top two seeds in two of those games. So, yeah, this year is going to be crazy. The East, you know, the East is always, it's always a little shaky. You always had those, those uh, it's always a top-heavy conference. You can't really count, you know, you can't really uh, expect some of those teams to play good because they just are not good in general, respectfully, of course. But let's take a look at what we have real quick. This by conference. So right now the standings look like this, and we'll just go one through ten. We'll start off with the Eastern Conference, and then we'll go um, we'll go to the Western Conference. One through ten, we have. One, the Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Heat, Knicks, Celtics, and Hornets. So those top six, Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Heat, Knicks, those are the locks. Those are the locks. All right. These these guys are pretty much solidified in what they where their standings are gonna be and where they sit. Um the Knicks and Heat uh they have an identical record at this time. So you could see some fluctuation in that. With the one or two games that they have remaining in the season, but not much is going to change. 
And then, like I said, you have the the Celtics and Hornets. So they're they're currently in place to play that play in game, the, the seven and eight matchup. Um, and then in nine and ten, you have the Pacers and Wizards. But that's not a guarantee that it'll change. But I really do not foresee the, the Chicago Bulls making a push for that ten spot. So right now, I'm under the impression that it'll be Pacers and Wizards in that in that matchup. <clears throat> and if I make that assumption, the NBA is is in a <laughs> the Eastern Conference is in a disarray, damn near. Because guess what, they let Russ in. And I told y'all last week, don't let him in. I said it. I said don't don't let the wizard slip in. Do y'all know how I speak? I said don't let the wizard don't let him slip in, cause they don't got shit to lose. And I know when Westbrook get in the playoffs, I know what's gonna happen. I do. He gonna come out and punch somebody in the mouth. I said that. <clears throat> I said that, and it seems as though they 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 snuck in. I think they'll. I think they'll. Blast the Pacers I don't even think that'll, that'll be a game I really don't I think they'll Blast the Pacers Just cause I know Russ is gonna want it More than everybody On that court And they'll win Just solely based on The strength of Russell Westbrook So then you have to Go look at Okay Should that happen And obviously We're We're uh, It's a hypothetical But should that happen Then you have to Take a look at Okay Who's gonna lose That 7-8 seed That, that 7-8 seed game Playing game, you got to set the Celtics and Hornets. I mean, the Celtics haven't shown me anything this year at all. They they look horrible. Actually, I think if I'm if I'm going from a least impressive like the least impressive team in the NBA that made the uh, NBA playoffs last year, I would have to start inevitably with the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Cause them niggas didn't even make the playoffs this year. They haven't been in contention for about damn near six months. So I would have to start there, but a close second would be the Boston Celtics. And that's a fact. A close second would be the Boston Celtics. They've showed me absolutely nothing this year. They're currently on a four game losing streak. Um, you know, no, I, I, I'm aware that the Jalen Brown injury has hurt. It has. And Jason Tatum has done everything in his power to try to put his team on his back. But what just really what I've seen is Jason Tatum, he's just, you know, it's a difference between putting up them numbers and being a winner. I always say it. You can put up all the numbers in the world. It's the same thing that people accuse uh, Russell Westbrook of being. All right? But Jason Tatum, you know, them numbers, them 50 balls and all of that cute shit, you know, it's not resulting in wins. And for that, I say, the Hornets, I believe, will win that play-in game against the Celtics. They'll secure that seventh spot. And then you leave the Celtics and Wizards to, to duke it out for that last spot in the conference. And buddy, I'm gonna just keep it a hundred with you. Russ with his back against the wall in that game, I feel like that nigga might come out and drop eighty. 
<laughs> no cap. I feel like Russell might come out and drop 80, 20, and 25. Just because I know the type of dog he is. For real, for real. So, it's really, really interesting, bro. I mean, it really is. Like, I'm just excited. Like, I really haven't. And this is why, <clears throat> this is why I got mad at LeBron last week for saying what he said about the play-in tournament. Because I guess from a player's perspective, like, if you want to, like, you know, embrace load management, you want to kind of cruise your way into the playoffs, I guess from a player's perspective, I can understand it. I've never been in that position. I've never been a hooper. I know the game, but I've never been a hooper. So I don't know the toll that that takes on your body. You know, I, I ha I'm damn sure haven't been in the NBA. So I don't know, you know, what it's like to go the duration of a season, having to play all of these games and stuff like that. But this is really what I this is what I was mad about with LeBron, bro. Because LeBron, you want to be an owner. You know, you know the game. You know the ins and outs of the business aspect of this for the NBA. The play-in tournament is 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 great for business. I'll be honest with you, like bro, like <clears throat> last four or five games of the season for the NBA. Most of the time, I'm not watching that shit because I know the superstars ain't playing. I know ninety percent of the teams have nothing to play for anything. Excuse me, they have nothing to play for. So what am I watching it for this year though, bro? I've been locked in, man. I mean, like every game, like bro. I just told y'all my my uh, my game of the week: Hornets and Wizards. Who would have thought that would have been the case three, four months ago? Nobody. I'll answer it for y'all. Nobody would have thought that would be the case. The play-in tournament is great for business, bro. It is. This is why I was extremely disappointed with LeBron's comments. You know. That and the fact that you know, he, he he playing both sides of the fence. Last year he loved it. This year he hated it. You know. LeBron, just go out and win the game. But we're not even going to start on that rant again. I, I, I love the play-in tournament because I feel as though this has been the most competitive brand of basketball that I've seen from these lower half teams ever. Because they know they know what they have to play for. And then when you get in the play in tournament, like, okay, you got that seven to eight C, you can avoid you can afford to lose two games. But when you when you talk about that nine and ten C, it's when to go home, bro. It ain't no series, like you know what I'm saying. It ain't no series. No, they on the NFL shit. It's when to go home, bro. All I gotta do is be better than you for one game. That's all I gotta do. I only have to be better than you for one game, and I could be advancing to the NBA playoffs. I don't know, bro. Very interesting. Let's go. Let's look at the Western Conference real quick. Got at one the Jazz, at two my guys from the Valley, nigga, the Phoenix Suns. Three the L.A. Clippers, four Denver Nuggets, five Blazers, six Mavs, seven Lakers, eight Warriors, nine Grizzlies, ten Spurs. As, as I would be so sick, bro. I really would like. <clears throat> Cause I think that really Over the past couple of years 
if I had to talk or I had to tell somebody a list of my most hated NBA players, it would go 1A, Kevin Durant, 1B, Steph Curry. And really, and I'm like I said last week, I must admit, Kevin Durant is starting to grow on me. So he's not even he's not even in that place anymore, right? So right now it would be one A Steph Curry. It would make me sick to my stomach. Should this nigga LeBron come back after doing all this wrestling and all this other shit, and the Warriors come out and bust him in their mouth? That really would make me sick to my stomach. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I would, I, I would be sick legitimately. I don't. I, I wish. I wish nothing more for the Warriors to not even be competitors, really. But hey, we're at this point now. Like I said, they're at the AC. So, should things stay the way they are right now, we'll have the Lakers and Warriors in that playing game. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. That's where we're at right now. Grizzlies and Spurs, that matchup, like, that intrigues me none. I'm going to watch it because I do a podcast. If I didn't do a podcast, I wouldn't be watching that bullshit. I don't want to see it. DeRozan, shout out DeRozan, though. That is my dog. <laughs> that is my dog. I love DeRozan, but <clears throat> other than that, that matchup intrigues me none. But listen to these teams again, man. Listen to the let's just list let's just list one through six. The people that are guaranteed to be in the playoffs already. They don't need they don't have to go into the play in game, you know. These are the people that are in the playoffs already right now. The Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Nuggets, Blazers, Mavs. Now you dissect that and tell me who's coming out of the West. And, and, and tell me with hundred percent confidence. Shoot me a DM. Ask for my number. Let's talk about it. FaceTime, whatever y'all want to do. But I want you to tell me with 100% confidence who you have coming out of the West and tell me why they can do it. Because to me, like, you know, I, I say the Phoenix Suns and I stand I stand true and firm on that. I believe the Phoenix Suns will come out of, come out of the West. But um, it's a lot of teams in the West that can come out and punch you in your mouth. <laughs> really. The Utah Jazz have looked great all year. They've only lost 20 games. They've looked phenomenal all season. So you have that. The Phoenix Suns, who I've, you know, I've talked about countless times on this podcast with Chris Paul and Cameron Payne, D-Book, DeAndre Ayton, those guys. They're deep, 8, 9, 10 deep. The Los Angeles Clippers with the addition of Boogie Cousins, they seem to be getting locked in. They seem to be playing boogie-style basketball. That's dangerous, man. That's dangerous. And then you go, you couple that with the fact that you got Kawhi, a proven champion, Paul George. Mm, I'm not going to say Paul George like that because we know Paul George becomes a bitch in the playoffs respectfully, but, you know. All due respect. I got to stop. That, that is something that I have to work on. I have to stop calling these niggas bitches because... I want no smoke. I'm just, you know, a chubby guy behind a microphone and a damn laptop. I want no smoke. I got to stop calling y'all bitches. I do apologize. Paul George seems to become more soft and seems to not produce as much 
and seems to have injuries and seems to have mental instability when the playoffs come around. So I'm not going to say Paul George like that because I know it, I, I know what he what he can give me and I know what he can't give me when playoff time comes around. We call that nigga Pandemic P. A nigga pandemic P. We don't we playoffs come around, we don't know what we're gonna get. But all of that being said, like I said, you have Pat Bev, you know, they're they're the the Clippers are deep too, bro. Zubop. You know. So right there, the the top three teams is like, bro, like, I mean, all three of y'all can beat each other. And then you got the nuggets. The Nuggets have, like, there's been no misstep, no fallback, no nothing since Jamal Murray has gone out. It's like one of the craziest things to see, honestly. It really is. And they're playing, like, legitimate talent. They're playing against guys that, like, are in the Western Conference and are in the playoffs and are at the top of the Western Conference, and they're still winning these basketball games. Without their star point guard, they're still winning these basketball games. So that's what you have at number four. And then I told y'all last week, at five, are you going to be the one to count the Portland Trailblazers out? Because I'm not. Not as long as they had Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in that backcourt. And then you got Carmelo coming off the bench, dotting you for 30 whenever he get ready. Three to the fucking dome. Mid-range fadeaway. Splash him. Dane pull him from 37 whenever he want to. <laughs> CJ going at your neck offensively and defensively. I'm not counting Portland out. And that's a number five seed. That's what I keep saying, man. The, the, the West is so deep that you can't say anything with 100% confidence. The Mavs, Luca going ball, and Luca to a point now. Me, 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 Tavian and Kenny were talking about this shit last night. Luca to a point now, we're like, bro, he's starting to let his nuts drag. Like, and nigga, he been in the league for what two, three years now, right? He's starting to feel himself a little bit. He's starting to accept that superstar role, and now it's just like, bro, like nobody can guard him for real. The only way Luca, the only way Luca is able to be stopped is if he stops himself mentally. That is one thing about him. He gets very emotional and he he, you know, he can sh- he'll he'll shut down on you mentally. Get in his own head. That's the only thing that can stop Luca. But I mean, if he's locked in and you telling me to send a defender at him, I don't know who I'm sending. Cause he's he's scorching everybody in the league for real. Like, it don't matter who you are, nigga. Like, it don't matter how accomplished you are, nothing. Bro, come get this 30-piece. Let me dot you in your eye. And then, okay, y'all send a double team at me, and I'm going to make the right play. Luca, I mean, Luca is a professional, bro. So, you have that at number six. And then you have the defending NBA champions at number seven. <clears throat> Yes, I yes I've said time and time again I'm worried about the Lakers. I I truly am. 
Like that's not a lie. I really am worried about the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. I'm worried about them. But at the same time, is that me saying that I don't know what they're capable of? No. <laughs> LeBron has to, like, bro, it, LeBron has to come back at some point. Even if this is his last hurrah. Right? He has to come back. And that's a, that's a whatever he wants it to be. Like, if he wants to get 73, 15, and 30, he'll do it. Like, you feel me? That's all he got to do. And it's for, like, what, one game? The playing game, he only needs to do it for one game and he's going to be locked in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And then you got AD, you got drunk. Well, I, and that's another thing. Now, I will say this. AD is a, like, AD is a bitch. I hate AD, bro. You right. You right, Tavian. My fault. You right. AD is a bitch. I say that in all with all due respect to his talent, the greatness that he is, you know what I'm saying? One of the, you know, the best bigs in the league right now, all of that. But bro, I it makes me sick, bro. It makes me sick. This nigga 612 acting like the damn softest nigga on the court. Bitch, get up. Every time this nigga hit the court, bro. Every time he hit the floor, nigga grabbing at his groin, grabbing at his damn hamstring. Fucking with his shoulder like there's something wrong with him. Like he need Tommy John or some shit. Like you feel me? <laughs> like nigga, AD stop it, bro. That shit be making me sick, man. And nigga damn uh, seven foot tall, 260. Supposed to be, you know, one of the best big mans in the league. Big man. Now I can accept it from a guard because they little niggas. These niggas 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", max Playing against trees So I can accept it Nigga, you 6'11", 6'12", 6'13 <laughs> And you hitting the floor every time Every time there's something wrong with your ass Nigga, get up But all of that being said You still have the threat of AD on the court Should he get healthy you have LeBron James, and we all know him and his greatness. There ain't much to be said at all about LeBron James. You got Drummond, who uh, he hasn't necessarily had it click for him yet with the LA Lakers, but at the same time, it is Andre Drummond. Like Andre Drummond has been averaging like 15 and 15 for the past three, four, five years straight. This nigga is a dog, so I'm not going to just discredit him. And you got Trez. You got guys like THT. You know, at some point, I would assume and hope that Schroeder is, is scheduled to come back at some point. You know, the Lakers are very deep as well. Wesley Matthews. They're a threat. And not to mention, they're the NBA, they're, they're defending NBA champions. The West is deep. The Warriors, you know, they are what they are. It's a Steph Curry show. It's a Steph Curry show with those guys. You know? So, I guess that's where, I guess one through seven is really where there's a fall off for me. I mean, it, it is where there's, you know, the true threats.
But just think about that. One through seven. Seven teams that I can potentially see getting out of the West should things go their way. Because you got to think about it. They're all not going to be playing against each other. They're going to take... Half of them are going to take care of the other half. And then you got to... Then what? I mean, because it's like... Some of these are going to be a guarantee, like a guarantee matchup win. But then what? <clears throat> when you get out of that first round, then what? And even in the first round, I might have to retract that statement by saying that because it's like one through seven. And respectfully, it doesn't matter who gets that AC unless it's, unless it's the Lakers. Right? Because if you look at the other teams, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, None of them are making any noise. So that so that one eight matchup between the Jazz and whoever the eight seed is, with the exception of the LA Lakers, you can count that as a win. That's the only guarantee. The other matchups, just hypothetically, just hypothetically, this ain't it's nothing set in stone, but just hypothetically, should the Lakers stay in that seventh spot? They'll face off against the Phoenix Suns. And boy, if y'all think that I'm if y'all think that I'm on the Suns dick now, shit. Hey, let them let them come out and beat the Lakers. With LeBron and AD healthy. Let that happen. Y'all think I y'all think I'm on their nuts now, boy? I'm telling you. Boy, y'all ain't going to be able to tell me nothing. And I, again, I reemphasize the fact that I love LeBron James. I love LeBron James. I love LeBron James. Nigga, I had a whole LeBron James themed party at 12 years old. I love LeBron James. But shit. Let, let the Suns come out and bust him in his mouth. That's going to tell me everything I need to know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to prove to me. Everything that I feel about the Phoenix Suns, they're the truth. So, again, hypothetically, so you have that matchup. Then you have the Clippers and Mavs. Mm, I'm going to obviously lead towards the Clippers in that situation. But who's, who's to say that the Mavs don't take them six, seven games? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody can say that. And then if it does get to that six or seven game mark, what happens? Winner take all Mavs versus Clippers game seven. What you got happening? What you got happening? You. What you got happening? Game seven. Clippers versus Mavericks. Who you got? So, I mean, yeah. <coughs> We would assume it's the Clippers. I, the general consensus in the room right now is that it would be Clippers. But Luca, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And every time, bro, every time, every time I think about this shit is so terrible that I, you know that I'm even laughing at this shit, right? Every time I think about Luca, you know, and we talk about clutch moments or whatever, bro. I always remember. I don't even remember who it was that he dotted, but in the bubble last year, you know, they. They did. They had the. Uh, they they took the. Like lock. What's what's the word I'm looking for, bro? Boycott. NBA players boycott in the, the uh, bubble, because 
police reform, you know what I'm saying, police brutality and all of that. Only thing I remember is when them niggas came back, that motherfucker Luca on the Black Lives Matter sticker, nigga, step back, bang in your face. <laughs> Over the top of a motherfucker. That's all I think about, honestly. It's sad, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I know I shouldn't probably say that, but listen, that's the only thing I think about, bro. And they were like, damn, he did that on, you know, Black Lives Matter with all the police brutality going on. Yeah, he one of them. Luca is not one to be fucked with. <laughs> Respectfully So I mean Like I said You have a game 7 With the Clippers And, and Mavericks What's gonna happen Who knows Who knows We would assume It would be the Clippers But I mean We don't know that To be a fact And then you have The 4 and 5 matchup With the Nuggets And Trailblazers Hypothetically Obviously this is All hypothetical Next week When we have Some more clarity I can give y'all My true predictions I can tell y'all My you know Blah 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 In 6 games Blah, 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 five games. I can give you my true, you know, predictions for the NBA playoffs. But hypothetically, I mean, this seems to be shaping up as one of the greatest playoffs um, in recent history, for real. That's that's truly how I feel. Um, it's so much talent distributed through the league now because, you know, you had a, you have the, the, the superstar teams like your Lakers and your Nets. Shit like that uh, I'm even Almost willing Borderline To put the Portland Trailblazers In that mix But Not really But you have Your teams like that Then you have Your guys that You know Have nothing to lose Like a Golden State And a Washington Wizards Then you got You have guys That's been dominating All season Like the Utah Jazz So their expectations Expectations are Way through the roof I mean, this the NBA playoffs are going to be crazy this year, bro. Like, it really is. They really are. They really are. And I can't wait. I can't wait for Tuesday. Tuesday, March 18th, the, uh, the NBA play-in tournament begins. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited, like... <laughs> I don't even know how to like put it into words for real. <laughs> like I, I I haven't felt about I haven't felt this way about NBA basketball in so long, bro. Like as a whole, as a collective. Like when the Toronto Raptors went on their 2019 one, like bro, that was the most fun that I had watching the, watching, you know, my team compete. But if I'm talking about playoffs as a whole, bro, I'm I'm I can't wait. <clears throat> I can't wait. Let's get on to some to some uh, UFC UFC stuff. But I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all I'm not touching this. I'm not touching this unless my boy answer. If he don't answer, we ain't we ain't we ain't talking about no UFC shit. So let's see. Hey, this is Kenny. The real. 
<laughs> hey, nigga, change your voicemail, bro. Let me see. Let me call his other number. You know, this nigga rich. So he got two of them things. Let's see. Let's give it another shot. I will give y'all my predictions, however, if he if he doesn't answer. Hello, is this Kenneth Roach? Yes, this is him. <laughs> What's good, bro? Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, bro. You live on air. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, being a part of the show today. Um, so let's yeah. dive into some UFC stuff, bro. <clears throat> uh, this week we have what? We have Chandler versus Oliveira, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. This is a, this is a big... This is a, a relatively big fight because, I mean, this is the first time that this lightweight um, belt is really up for grabs without Khabib there, you know? This is the first time in three years. So, I mean, we've been waiting on this since 2018 for somebody to take the belt from Khabib. We knew he was going to be dominant, went through the whole division. And this is the post-Khabib era. Um, these two, I feel like, they are. They could be potentially the future of the lightweight division. So you got a you got a great technical fighter with Charles Oliveira. He's been you know working crazy. He's on like an eight fight win streak right now. Um, and then you got Michael Chandler, who I mean, it seems like from Dana White's perspective, he's the you know he's he's almost like the free agent, like like LeBron James was. Um, they scooped him up from Bellator. He came in. He was supposed to be the alternate for Khabib and Gaethje. Um, and obviously those two made weight. But for him to come in after after fighting at Bellator for a decade and and potentially get a title shot or be an alternate, um, it shows uh, what type of expectations that he has from Michael Chandler um, going into the UFC. So, uh, this is going to be a very interesting fight. He came in, he beat Dan Hooker first round, and to me, that was a very impressive win just because um, recently in the pandemic, Dan Hooker took Dustin Poirier to five rounds and a very intense five rounds. I think this is one of Dustin's you know, most um, rigorous fights that he's ever had. So the fact that he was able to do that to the number one contender um, and then get knocked out by Michael Chandler, you know, it's starting to look like there's levels to this, and Michael Chandler might be on another level, but we'll see this weekend. It's a very, very interesting perspective, bro. Um, so how do you feel? How do you feel about? Um, how do you feel about Michael Chandler? You know, you you said that Dana White is kind of treating him like free agent of the year. You know, <clears throat> do you think he's worthy of that, or do you think that some of these other guys that are you know that are that are in place? To potentially fight for the belt within the next coming six, seven, eight months, do you think some of these other guys deserved it? Because, like you said, Michael Chandler only really has one UFC fight under his belt. Given I know he's a proven star, he was a proven star at the Bellator. Excuse me, at Bellator. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure there's some guys on that roster that are feeling a certain type of way that Dana, you let this guy come in, have one fight, and then he gets a championship shot. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I I definitely feel like um, 
it was a little rush to throw him into the fire when it comes to the lightweight division um, title after one one UFC fight. So I feel like um, if I were to throw a name out there, I would say Gaethje is definitely definitely should be in that conversation. We all know Dustin Poirier should be in that conversation. Um, but I mean, we've seen that fight already. We've seen um, Dustin beat Gaethje. Um, and and when it comes down to it. Dustin wanted to fight Connor. He wanted he he wanted to go for money, and so when it, when you're looking at the the division, Charles Oliveira, um, I think he would have been, I think it would have been between Charles and uh, Dustin for the title if Dana had to make a if he had to make a title fight. I think Michael was the alternate, uh, even though I, I believe maybe Gaethje should have been the alternate. Um, but hey, we're here. We're here. Michael Chandler, um, I don't feel bad that he's here, man. I, I think it's great that we, we put his, his skills to the test now. We test how great of a fighter he is. Um, and, hey, if he was a he was a Bellator champ. Now, granted, I mean, his record, I think it's 20 or 5, 21 or 5, um, something in that ballpark range. And, and um, oh, I'm sorry, he's 22 and 5. He's 22 and 5, and... Uh, majority of his losses came in title fights, so that's something to be noted. But hey, he's had a great run right now. He's starting off hot, and let's let's just throw him in the fire, man. And and if he grabs the belt, great for him, great for him. But there's many there's many tougher matches ahead of him. Now, granted, I feel that Charles Oliveira he's probably one of the most technical fighters in the lightweight division. Um. I think he holds the record for the most submissions um, ever. And, you know, he's a, he's a finisher, man. He's a finisher. He's a submissionist, but he's also a finisher. And the way he took it to Tony Ferguson, I mean, I mean, if you watch that fight at the end of the first round, Tony got saved by the belt with an armbar. So this is going to be a very interesting fight. This is not no cakewalk. I'm going to be honest. I had Michael Chandler beating Charles Oliveira up until – a couple of days ago, I started looking into uh, Charles and what he's been, what he's, what he's going through. And I got to say, man, I'm torn. I feel like Charles is a technical fighter, but Michael Chandler has the power. So we'll see how how, how this plays out, man. Somebody's going to get caught slipping. But Charles Oliveira rarely, I mean, rarely gets caught slipping. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. But So let me ask you this. Um, let me add some context. I've known Kenny for about four and a half years at this point. Um, and since our relationship started, like we've all, like we've always like enjoyed talking about the UFC and stuff like that. Um, and I, I must say like, if I've never seen like somebody in person like this, this nigga probably in four and a half years has predicted maybe one at most two fights incorrectly. So that just goes to speak about how much he knows and how much foresight he has on how, you know, these fights will play out. So let me ask you this. If JJ is going to Vegas tomorrow and I'm and I, I got a hundred thousand. Oh my God. I got a <laughs> listen, I got a hundred thousand. Who am I putting my money on and why? You got a hundred thousand? Hundred K nigga. I need it too. I need it. I got it. I need it flipped ASAP. As much as I want Michael Chandler to do it, man, I, I'm gonna go ahead and put my money on Charles. And if I and if I lose this money, 
I'm not gonna be. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be hurt, obviously, but I'm not gonna be too upset that I made the bet on Charles. I'm gonna be honest. Eight fight winning streak, most technical fighter, uh, most submissions ever in the UFC. I mean, his his record, his his his, his stats speak for himself. So I mean, you gotta go versus you know, it, I mean, relatively new in the UFC, Michael Chandler. He beat Dan Hooker. Yes, he was also a number ten um, contender at the time. So. I'm going with Charles, man. I'm going with Charles. I, I think that he's going to get the job done. I think he's going to get the job done. Interesting. Interesting. So, Charles, now, so we're rocking with Charles. We rocking with we're Charles. Rocking, we're rocking with Charles, man. But listen, I have a, I have a theory, man. Do you mind if I, if I say my theory real quick? No, please share it. Cause I was, I was just gassing this, the, this theory up the Carter, uh, like two nights ago. Please share, share it with the audience. All right, so guys, I want y'all to look forward at that UFC 264 July 10th um, uh, fight at Connor versus Dustin. I think this is a very interesting fight for Connor because this is a make or break fight for his career. So when you look at this, I mean, the avenues that he can go after this fight, if he wins, obviously he's going to be in that belt conversation. He He's made the money. We've just seen that. Um, He's made $180 million, um, highest paid athlete. So he and has. I would, and he, excuse he, me, let me just add, let me just add something right real quick. I, don't, I hate to cut you off. I apologize. That 180 that he made was in one year. <laughs> that, that 180 that mean, he made. And that shit was from May 3rd, 2020 to May 3rd, 2021. In the span of one, 365 days, he made $180 million. We've seen we've seen Ronaldo every year, Messi, Bron, all those athletes, Federer, all those athletes. Man, Connor came up there and I mean shattered it, shattered it, shattered it. So, I mean that just goes to show the power that he holds in the world. I mean, like <laughs> he's box office. If, if if he's not the standard, I don't know what is. So, uh, let me get back though. So. You got Connor, right? If he if he wins this fight against Dustin, he can go a couple different ways. But there's only one way that I truly think he's gonna go. He could fight Nate Diaz for a third time, but I feel like that's a little bit premature. Granted, I know Nate is getting older, but he can wait if he wants that money because Connor just hold he holds the weight. And I feel like the only two avenues to go get that belt. I think he has to go get that belt. He has to go take it from whoever the winner of this Saturday is. He goes and he takes that lightweight belt. And then from that point on, I think there is one other avenue that can really submit his status for GOAT. And I'm talking about above Khabib. Now, granted, he's going to beg Khabib for about a year or so. I think I think it's going to be about two years. He's going to beg Khabib, Khabib to come out of retirement. I don't think Khabib should bite on it. But what Connor is going to do, Khabib doesn't bite on it. He's going to go up to 170, and he has one shot to take this from Kamaru. Now, granted, this is a, this is a wild theory, and a lot of things got to fall into play. Kamaru got to keep that belt. Now, I mean, we've seen him lap the division. So if Connor can go up there and he can take that welterweight belt, if you could just think about, there's no athlete that's held three different UFC votes in three different divisions. 
I mean, this is this is like you're talking about like comparing him to John Jack. Like he's above Khabib because Khabib never wanted to go up or down. God you dominate God level like shit. This is God level shit. You, you, this you're is speaking this into is existence. God level. Like, and I'm telling you right now, I'm a Khabib fan. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I'm a, I'm a Khabib fan, but. Listen, I, I will I will definitely say that Connor is above Khabib as far as GOAT talk. If he can get first of all, you just beating Kamaru is is not is legendary. Because they're already talking about Kamaru as one of the greats ever. So if you can take the belt from Kamaru, I mean, dog, welterweight champ. I mean, you, you went from one forty five at featherweight to one fifty five at lightweight to one seventy at, at, at welterweight, and you took it from Kamaru, and then I think at that point he can really kill all the all the debate. I mean, every single bit of talk if he can pull Khabib. Because honestly, if you pull Khabib out of retirement, that's already something major. Because nobody did that. Many people have tried. I mean, they're even talking about I won't even fight your brother until your brother. Uh, I won't even fight Islam Makhachev if if Khabib doesn't come out. So this is this is this is big. This is this is my theory though. This is this is what could happen if he wins on July 10th. Now granted, that's a that's a it's a theory, it's it's very it's far out there. So I believe that Khan is not out of his prime. That's the root of, of the of the theory, man. I don't think Khan is out of his prime. He's had a lot of time in between fights and whatnot. I don't think he's getting too old. I just think that he lost his fighting spirit, which could be really when spit Khabib, on him. When, yeah, when Khabib after, spit on him. When, when Khabib spit on him, his brother came in and sneaked him in the octagon. That's when he lost his fighting spirit. Man, he lost that spirit. And, and he, ran, he he went to box and he was like, listen, I'm about to go chase him back. So do you, let, me, let, me, let me interject right there. So do you think that to a certain extent, when that happened, that, 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 that time and point that you're pinpointing right now, do you think at that point something switched for Connor? And it just became all about the money. And that's why we see him look, you know, above the standard for Conor McGregor in his recent fights. Almost oh, definitely. Because as a fighter, that was his that was the reputation of fighter. And I mean you gotta look back. Connor, when he had that fighting animal, he was getting he was going to jail, he was getting handcuffs every six months. If you think about it, he couldn't even control his own animal. I mean, he took it to Aldo, he took it to uh, Eddie Alvarez. And he was talking crazy to Khabib. I mean, going on the bu- breaking buses. Every- Dude, the the guy couldn't even control his own fighting animal. And when that got killed, I mean, Khabib killed that spirit. Him, his brother, the whole and the whole thing. Just, I mean, him getting mauled for four rounds, and then him having the tap. That 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 killed his spirit, crushed it, man. And I don't think he's been able to really tame it. As well, like he he's handling it pretty well, but but it's still not sitting with his spirit, and this is why he keeps coming back because like this money is great and everything, but he still wants to fight, man. I think that when he fights Dustin, we're gonna see it. If we don't see this fighting animal, we can I mean we can kiss it goodbye. Uh, and that's and that's how big this fight is. He can, he literally can be the greatest of all time. Still, it's not over yet. The door is not shut, and I think if he loses, um. On July 10th, he goes. He he might retire. He might fight maybe as a third time. Um, and I mean, he could go up to 170. He could always go up to 170. But I mean, what's the point? Like you lose Dustin, Kamaru's not taking that fight. 
he might maybe for money, but and they it will be on Kamaru's terms. He will have to choose Connor. Connor can't just miss that fight. And with that being said, do you even think that Dana White <clears throat> should should Connor lose that bout with Dustin? Do you even think that Dana White would even entertain that thought? That would be bad for business if he did. That would be terrible for business because now you're looking at uh, UFC as as money hungry versus a thorough. Um, a thorough fighting organization. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So it's it's a it's a it's a lot going down in these next couple months in that lightweight division. Um, I'm telling you guys, keep your eyes on it. There's a lot of different ways that it can go. And I, and again, this Saturday we're about to see the post Khabib era officially. We don't even know how Khabib's going to react after it. I mean, we know he's going to be retired, but hey. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and then, um, I think Khabib's brother is in the same division. So, hey, there's another there's another avenue. I mean, let's say Connor gets the belt and he wants to fight Khabib's brother, and then talkish. I mean, hey, there's a lot of different things that can happen. But y'all keep your eyes peeled on the lightweight division, man. It's it's a it's a crazy stacked division. Justin Gaethje's not done. Dustin Poirier, I mean, regardless, he's on an eight-fight contract, and I think this is his third. So he has five more left. He's, right now he's the number one contender. Um, he he himself has gone through the division, absent Charles Oliveira um, and Michael Chandler. So there's, there's a lot of fights that need to be made over the next year, and I think that this, this title – um, could be slipped a, a good couple times. But we'll see, man. We'll see. But, hey, don't underestimate the greatness of Charles Oliver. If he, if he does what he needs to do this weekend, he might, be a, he might be right in that conversation, man. He might be right in that conversation, right up there with, with the rest of them. Thanks, man. I agree. I agree. So let me ask you just one last question, and then I'm going to run. Um, <clears throat> do you think we've seen the last of Habib? Ooh. You know, I'm a I'm a big Khabib fan, man. But I I, I don't know, man. I, I I hate to I hate to leave it up to that. I can definitely see it going both ways. I don't think so. I don't think so. Twenty nine and zero. I don't think that you settle at twenty nine. I think you go to thirty. Um, but that's also that's also a mentality that 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 Khabib might not have. I, I don't think he has anything to prove. That 30 won't really prove too much. There's nothing out there for him to fight. He literally said it. If there was, he probably would go after it. Um, the fact that he won't go to welterweight and clean up the, the you know, challenge Kamaru for a double champ, if he doesn't want to do that, then he might be done. I hope he's not. I hope he's not. But, and, and like I said, the only reason why I'm saying he's not done is because I'm leaving the series open. I think that Connor can bring him back. I think he's the only one that can bring him to be because you know what? Khabib got there because of Connor. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, I agree. he was beating he he was beating everybody, but it just wasn't. And and again, he was gaining traction, but it just it wasn't. He wasn't quite a star it, yet. He was he wasn't it, it, quite a superstar. Absolutely. And he didn't fight these stars. He didn't fight Dustin and Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. He didn't fight these big guys until after the belt. 
And so really he kind of had to submit himself and prove himself as a champion to some of the major guys. So, and again, he worked his tail off, but the only person that could bring him back is the person that got him to that pedestal, and that's Conor McGregor. But Conor has to take himself serious. He has to, he has to, he has to buckle up and 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 take this ride, man. He got to take this ride, and this goes through Dustin. This goes through the winner of Saturday, and this goes through Kamaru. Barring that, and if Kamaru isn't there, that's an even tougher, tougher. Because I don't know, I don't know if I don't know if the option is still there anymore. I really don't. But. This is the only way we'll ever see Khabib Nurmagomedov again. Very interesting. Very interesting stuff, man. Very interesting stuff. Kenny, thank you so much, bro. Again, this is this is who who we uh who we go to for all our UFC talk. So y'all will be hearing more from him, from him. And as July comes <clears throat> comes closer, uh, you know, we'll dive into that that Conor McGregor fight a little bit more. Kenny, thank you very much. Um. You have anything to plug, man? Thank you, guys. Want to say thank you uh, for having me on here. I definitely want to plug in. Um, I have a business called Colorful Desires. It's a it's a platform. It's gonna be a one stop shop for minority businesses, almost like a you know minority Amazon. You know, so you definitely get my squared away. But if you can follow us on Instagram at Colorful Desires, um, keep up with all the updates with um, the upcoming apps that will be featuring um, a bunch of minority vendors all over the country. Um, and yeah, if you want to support a minority business, man, definitely tap in with us. If you have a minority business um, or if you're a minority and you have a business, um, definitely follow me, send me a message and let's tap in with each other. Um, but thank you, man, for having me. Um, thank you for joining podcast, me. man. Awesome. I love what you're doing, man. Um, you're on a great run, man. On a great one. Keep it up, man. I look forward to coming back. Most definitely, bro. Thank you. Love. Shit, that shit came in hot. My fault. But yeah, shout out to Kenny, bro. Like he said, go uh, go check out his his business, supporting minority uh, vendors and businesses at Colorful Dot Desires on Instagram. Um. So yeah, man. Very very interesting stuff, man. When when he uh. When he put me on to that to that Conor McGregor take, I was I was kinda in awe because I was like, wow, this, this is this is a serious possibility. This is a serious possibility, bro. So um shout out to Kenny, like I said, and again, thank you. Um let's get into some music. My goodie of the week this week, the get back by Flip De Niro. I- Oh, I thought. Hold on. Let's try it again. Maybe. There we go. Talk that shit, Flip. Yeah, yeah. I spent like 50 racks on this thing. I'm pulling, they call it to get back. I do the dash in the coupe. I ain't crashing the coupe. Yeah, I said I'ma get that. Stack up the bucks for my crew, and that's all I'ma do. Get the bag, then we split that. I stack it up for the bucks, and you know that it's upset. I call it to get back. I spent like 50 racks on it. They know that I'm pulling, they call it to get back. I 
do the dash in the coupe, I ain't crash in the coupe, yeah, I said I'ma get that. Stack it the bus for my crew, and that's all I'ma do, get the bag, then we split that. I stack it up for the bucks, and you know that this sucks, and I call it the get back. I win it up, I'ma get that. Stacks in the back, yeah, I call it the get back. If I got the pile in my swell, I'ma sell for this shawty, she bad, so I hit that. Racks in the pack, and I spent that. People that's moving too fast when I sit back. Foreign that's all on my body, they said they be watching, they know that I get that. Roll up the door, let me face that. Shorty your freak, got the ass in the face that. I beat it up with a latex. Boss on the bitch, she in love with her face wet. Can't fall in love, this a mission. Can't fall in love with the fucking with tissues. How about I shoot, I jump in, they gon' miss it. Do what I do, that's a fact, they gon' listen. Like they be trippin' like 50 racks on it, they know that I'm rollin', they call it, they get back. I do the dash in the coupe, I ain't crashin' the coupe, yeah, I said I'ma get that. Stack up the bucks for my crew, and that's all I'm Hey, this nigga floated on this shit, bro. This shit crazy as hell. Say you know that this upset, I call it the get back. I spent like 50 racks on it, they know that I'm ballin', they call it the get back. I do the dash in the coupe, I ain't crashin' the coupe, yeah, I said I'ma get that. Stack up the bucks for my crew, and that's all I'ma do. Get the bag, then we split that. I stack it up for the bucks, and you know that this upset, I call it the get back. I sip my soda prescriptive, I drink in my cup, cause I'm sippin' on wild car. Shorty, she yell on my dick, but she touchin' my grip, so I told her my cock car. Diamonds, they all in her eye Fifties and hundreds, I make multiply Pray for the ops, cause I know they gon' die Not with the cap, money cover my mind Ay, I'm steady rockin' expensive Drip when I walk, when I talk, it's expensive Yeah, I got the Glock, dirty clippin' Up in the black, got the shot like I'm pimpin' Yeah, I make the stacks multiply Hop in the beam, then you know I'm gon' fly I do for me, I'm ahead of my time She a little freak, and she know that she fine Know that she wild I feel like 50 racks on it, they know that I'm ballin' They call it, they get back I do the dash in the coupe, I ain't crashin' Flip the narrow to get back. Check that out. Single just dropped Friday. Nigga floating in my shit. No cap. Shout out Flip. Let's cover some qu- uh, quick music news. Excuse me. The off season is here, nigga. Cold world. <laughs> Cold world. I've been waiting for this shit for a minute. I ain't gonna lie. This nigga, like, he hasn't dropped a project since, like, 2017, 2018, something like that. Freshman year in college for me. Like, yeah. It's cold world, nigga. The off-season is here. Off-season is releasing on Friday. This Friday. Make sure you check that out. Um, And Cole actually... I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this for y'all. He released an interlude. He released an interlude. He released a freestyle. Like, I ain't going to lie. Let me, let, me, let me start here. Cole is showing me something that he's never showed me showed me before for real. And I was talking to Tavian about this last night. I've never seen Cole carry himself like a god. Honestly, I I I've never seen it. Like I feel like in his head, I feel like in his head he knows, you know, I know he knows that he's a god and he's a god level talent, but I've never seen that project out into the open. For this album rollout, 
Cole is carrying himself like a god. And I, I'm telling y'all, it is absolutely, for me, it is beautiful to see, bro. It is beautiful to see with the, the hack that he did. Let me tell y'all how smart this nigga is. Because he came out and said, right, so he, re he released the interlude track. And he came out and said, I wasn't going to give y'all none of the album. But just because I'm feeling generous, here y'all go. And he drops an interlude. Think about that. If you know anything about music, you know an interlude is just that. It's an interlude, my nigga. It doesn't really have much to it. You know, it's usually anywhere between a, uh, uh, excuse me, a minute, minute and a half, two minutes. He dropped the interlude, right? But it's so smart because, nigga, if you're using this as your rollout single and you're not releasing anything on the, on the project besides this, Two-minute track, the streams are going to be crazy. So he had he had the consumer's mind already. So that was God Act number one. <laughs> Just off rip. No, let me let me rewind. God Act number one was him allowing Boz to release the information that he was dropping two weeks and two weeks, two weeks ago. That was God Act number one. And then all right, nigga, take that shit down. <laughs> Because we don't need that to be confirmed yet. Then he comes back with the interlude. That's number two. Then after that, I want to say Tuesday of this week. No, excuse me. That's off. Monday of this week. He releases a doc. You know, with Cole now, every time he releases a project or whatever may have you, he's coming with some type of YouTube content. And if you know me and you know anything about me, you know that YouTube content to me is imperative. So that was the other God act. Right? With a doc. Then after that, nigga hasn't freestyled in like six, seven years, dog. Goes on LA Leakers. Absolutely obliterates. I cannot emphasize that enough. Obliterates two classic beats. And up until that, up until this point, that that was the final, that was the final, God level act. All the way up until release. I've never seen this from J Cole before, and like I can't tell y'all like that. That shit makes my heart smile, <laughs> legitimately. Cause he's always one of those guys that he's been so humble, you know, so passive in a sense. In his off the field performance, off the field meaning out of the booth for y'all for those of y'all that didn't catch that correlation, right? He's always been one of the most humble guys ever, and I'm not saying that has changed. What I'm telling y'all is he's now stepping into that role of a god. This nigga Cole is a rap god. I don't I don't care what anybody tries to tell you. I don't care about how many niggas try to talk about he makes conscious music. His music isn't that good. Stop, nigga. Stop he's one, he's one of those artists Like like I said about Big Sean last, last week He's one of those artists That has carried the rap game Niggas better appreciate this album Because I really feel as though This might be the last time We hear from J. Cole In a very very long time I'm not saying that he's gonna be done but I think this might be the last body of work that we get, J. Cole, uh, get from J. Cole in a very long time. 
And I, I, I mean, I'm excited. Just take a listen to this. This is the interlude that he released Friday. Came a long way, man. We just came a long way. We sitting on top of this shit. This shit can go one or two ways. This shit can go up. It can go down. Either way, nigga, I'm prepared. You feel me? Yeah. I be coming in peace, but fuck me Best beware, the others is shit deep Undercovers creep, this southern heat Make them bearable summer just last week Seen your mama weep, crying cause she don't wanna bury Your brother, the blood leaks Why the EMTs gotta carry her baby like surrogate mothers Yeah, Cole! Thank God we yeah, survived her over the terrorists Suffer though traumatized, wouldn't trade it for nothing Through hard times, it was there I discovered A hustle and making the best out of struggle I kept grinding to the step of level Respect mine, gotta stay out of trouble Cause tech nines like the air rebuttals Cold world niggas knowing what it is. Just in case they don't, I show them what it is. In summer, I do real numbers. Couldn't dead touch it if they sold a double disc. Black cat niggas burning up the street. Shots popping and we heard it up the street. It's a war, niggas running up the score. Jesus said that you should turn the other cheek. Once these niggas getting murdered every week, dead bodies smell the older in the street. My homie, homie got out on parole. He's on my Coca Cola in the soda industry. Summertime, bring the. Co- he talking. He's talking. He's talking. Listen. I told you. I told you. He told y'all weak ass. This shit can go up, it can go down. I don't give a fuck. He, nigga, he, I done seen the highest heights. Nigga, he's a thought. He don't give a fuck. And I seen the lowest of the lows. No cap. And still I rose. Still. Like now Jesus from the neck, grave, nigga. nigga. Yeah. He still rose. You hurt, nigga, you hurt him. You heard him. It's a cold. It's a cold summer, nigga. That's how I'm feeling. And, and honestly, bro, Drake has hurt me so bad with him pushing this album release back. Now we don't have a date. Shit, I'm out damn near willing to say I'm about damn near almost about forgot about Drake now. It's a cold summer. Hey, Drake, you better stay far, far away from this release respectfully, nigga. Because I feel like I feel like Cole is not here to play. On this particular album, I feel like Cole is not here to play, bro. And I say that, of course, with all due respect to Drake. I love Drake. Drake is, and you, Drake is another one of those guys. So let me not get too too far ahead of myself, cause you know niggas gonna stream that Drake, irregardless of who drop. So I say that with all due respect. But listen, I'm 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 extremely excited about this, bro. I'm extremely excited about this. Um, and other news. Matter of fact, nah, I ain't even gonna, I ain't even, I, I ain't even gonna breeze past this shit. Let me give this nigga his flowers, bro. Let me give, let me give Cole his flowers real quick. Just a second, let me pull this up. Let me give Cole his flowers, bro. I, I, I ain't speeding past this shit. I know we, I'm going much longer than, much longer than I, than I have the previous two weeks. But just bear with me because. I told y'all from the beginning we had a lot to cover. So let me let me just let me cook. Let me cook. I'm feeling like hard though, nigga. Let me cook. Give me the ball, ISO. 
the shape that J. Cole is in right now is, is, is I, I, I have no other way to put it because it's simply what it is. He, this nigga is a god, bro. I cannot emphasize that enough. With all due respect to, you know, the one and true God, of course, whoever, whichever one you may believe in. Lowercase g, lowercase g. This nigga God level, bro. Listen to this shit. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to play this full freestyle, but just listen to the way he's talking and what he's talking about on this freestyle with Just Incredible and, and, and DJ Sour Milk, LA Lakers. Listen to this. Do it. All right, Chip, we ready? You got it, Milk. Yes, sir. L.A. Leakers, Sour Milk, just incredible. This one has been uh, about 12 years in the making, man. It's, yes, it's, sir. It's, it's, been some, it's been some time. Sitting next to arguably one of the greatest of this generation, yeah. man. We are here. Uh, North Carolina invading Los Angeles. Los Angeles invading North Carolina. Uh-huh. It's about that time, man. Come on, man. Yeesh. You see who's here. Why waste time? Let's 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 go ahead and get to it. What's up, man? What's popping? J. Cole is here with the LA Leakers. Yeah. For Freestyle 108, baby. Let's get to it. Ain't did one of these in so fucking long. Long away, it's so long, nigga. Yeah, rest is short. Let me pause. I'ma rewind it. I'ma rewind it. Even that, bro. For you to come out and like nigga, do you know there's there's niggas out here that freestyle every day? That don't even come close to being able to grab this nigga's pinky toe with their ability. Even him saying that, I ain't did this shit in so long. And then proceeds to do this. Yeah, rest is short. The best is here in the flesh, and that's for sure. The rest should wear my vest. I'm set for war, nigga. Press record. I send niggas to address the law. Same flow to put your neck to sword. The same flow to just undress your whore. Take over, nigga. Check the score. This is chess. Better check your ball. Who gave the world more fire but got less reward? No stress. My only guess is that less is more. More or less. Hundred G's in my dresser drawer. I'm blessed. Hope I arrest. Don't arrest me for it. I'm new to it. My new crib got the Times Square view to it. While two bitches lay in my bed, I'm used to it, that's your best friend giving me head, now you do it, see mommy it's not so weird, after I hit I cut you off like Picasso air, Van Gogh or whoever, goddamn Cole you're too clever, like a fucking James Brown sample, you're two ever, times two that's forever, more treble, meaning more high end shit on your level, put the fear God in niggas, I'm pure devil, walking contradiction, my description, off the top magician, compositions, non-fiction, shitted in the competitions, pot the piss and gone, uh. So long, uh. Saturdays a nigga used to mow lawns, uh. Nowadays a nigga be eating prawns. Fuck my bitch by the window, wave to the peeping toms, uh. Yes, I'm Carolina's finest. Yeah. Southern nigga with New York stamps, honest. Out in Queens with the fiends, I'm your highness. Cold world, don't mistake it for a sinus infection. At this point, I'm just flexing. Bosses next in line, and the test is time. Play the game right, nigga, he gon' rest his mom. In the sands of Sudan, where she rest her mind and find peace, cause the sun'll be fine. He got the city on his back, and I got him on mine. You think I'm lying? Shit. Step one, got the villa on that. Shit, I predicted in my raps out and did all that. Yeah. Next, please. Eat rappers, mm, check, please. Here's a tip why niggas grip my testes. You want shoot and shoot, don't play with me. Hardest shit out the south since slavery. Hardest shit out the south since slavery. Nigga. Yo, I'm not, I'm not. Man, listen to me, bro. I'm I'ma move on. I'ma move on just for y'all's sake. 
And just because I don't want to dick ride this nigga too much more, like too much longer for real. But listen to me. It's a cold summer, bro. It's a cold summer. Other news. 21 Savage also announced that he's releasing the project Friday. I'm excited about that as well. I'm excited about that as well. 21 Savage has been relatively active within the last couple of years, bro. It's been fun to watch his ascension into superstardom. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that, that 21 project. Um, I want to just quickly circle back to something I said last week. I gave a prediction about a cryptic video that TDE had posted. Nigga, I was way off. I predicted it could be Scissor just based on the spelling that they had. I said it could be a surprise. Kendrick, no, nigga, <laughs> not even close. Isaiah Rashad, and I don't say that. I don't say that to sound disappointed because this, the track that he released was great. But um, yeah, I was way off. I was way off about that. Let's see. Let's go check our releases. I'm I'm gonna speed up just a little bit. I always do this towards the end of the podcast as far as the music is concerned. Um, but I, I promise you, I, I say that, but I say that saying this as well. I promise you next week we going, we're doing a deep dive into that J. Cole project. I promise you. Don't even worry about it. I got you. I got you covered. Because I know there's going to be some shit that y'all miss. I got you covered. Don't even worry about it. JJ got y'all. I'm going to take care of you. Let's see. Let's see what releases we had. Of course, we had a J. Cole interlude, um, Trippy Red and Playboy Cardi, Mr. Rage single. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all, actually, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I'm not the biggest Trippy Red fan, honestly. So I, I, it's hard for me to be unbiased. But at the same time, when I when I hear a new song or a new project, I do try to go in with open ears because I love so many different. Styles of music and and different rappers and you know what I'm saying stuff like that. So I I do go in to you know my first listening sessions of these songs and stuff like that with open ears. But then you know I'm I'm able to I'm able to differentiate the the, the artist from the music. But at times when I'm unable to do that due to what the artist is, has done on that specific song or project. You know, I, I, I kind of have that bias. So, like I said, I'm not the biggest Trippy Red fan. I have nothing against him at all. I feel like, you know, he's a he's a great talent. He's just not for me. Isaiah Rashad released um, a song called Lean With Me. Excuse me, Lean With Chuck. Uh, featuring Duke Deuce. Coyle Roy dropped as well. Coyle Roy is on her way to being a one-hit wonder to me. That No More Parties record was crazy, but she, she, she's... she's the the uh the sound that she's trying to infiltrate i it's not for me i i gotta stop doing that too i gotta stop generalizing you know and and making myself the voice for the culture because i'm not at that level yet i'm not at that level yet because soon no my i ain't i ain't gonna do it moving on t grizzly released the album built for whatever i loved it T Grizzly got in his bag, but he, I mean, he, he, I hear growth. I hear growth. He talked about his, his, uh, 
his son a lot in this project. You know, he caught a T Grizzly. He always gonna stay in that same pocket, but he he caught a couple different flows. I love this project from T Grizzly. Tussie also dropped the project. Um, wasn't the biggest fan of this one, but it wasn't terrible. There's a couple of songs that I'll that I'll you know return back to, but overall, it, it wasn't for me, honestly. Um, and just my, just a quick album rating, T Grizzly. I want to give that a six out of ten. Um, and then for Tusi, I want to give that a four out of ten, respectfully, of course. There's a lot of other music that dropped. Um, I didn't get into much of it. Um, I, I I check for the people that I that I you know that I enjoy listening to, um, and that I know that you guys want to hear about. So, um, I I wasn't able to get a chance to check into the Quando Rondo album, <clears throat> but he did release, however, um. Scissorface also released a project with MF Doom. Didn't get a chance to check that out yet, but I will. I will. Uh, I will get to that at some point. Ross Swiss dropped Wood again. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but hey, it's not for me. Um, and yeah, so that's what we have for our releases. Um, yeah, bro. Let's let's let's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up. Just some quick news. I'm just going to read this shit, honestly. Because this is why, and I hate to get, I hate to get political and shit. I do. But at the same time, I have a platform and I'm going to utilize it. I'm just going to read this. The Atlanta police officer who was fired after fatally shooting Richard Brooks in the Wendy's parking lot last year, has been reinstated by Atlanta's Civil Service Board. Let me read it again. For, 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 your, for y'all that, you know, can't resonate with, with, with us on this, I'm just going to read it again, right? Mind you, this nigga was asleep in his car. He was intoxicated, so yeah, he was in the wrong. But this nigga was asleep in his car, bro. But and 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 matter of fact, let me let me let me take a step back <clears throat> because for this specific topic, like yeah, that's how I talk. But I don't even want to use that. I don't even want to use that word. I don't even want to use that terminology for this. This black man was asleep in his car. And this police officer decided he wanted to fuck with him for whatever reason. And so this is where our frustration comes from. I'm going to read it again. The Atlanta police officer who was fired after fatally shooting Richard Brooks in a Wendy's parking lot last year has been reinstated by Atlanta's Civil Service Board. Bullshit, bro. Bullshit. And then motherfuckers want to act like, you know, black people that feel a certain way shouldn't feel a certain way, right? Black people are always demonizing these situations. Why? 
it's frustrating, bro. It really is. It's extremely frustrating. And and, and what's most frustrating about it, for me personally, is the fact that I see black people becoming desensitized to this type of shit. Because this wasn't in this wasn't in the mainstream media, bro. That headline that I that I just read was not in the mainstream media. Right? And even if it was, I know from the, the people that I hang around and the black people that I know, there would nece- there wouldn't be necessarily any sense or feeling of outrage because you know why? We continue to see it. We continue to see we're not worth as much as them. And that's just a fact. Like I said, like I said, I hate getting political, but at the same time, this shit has to be said, man. Somebody has to say it. And I don't give a damn if I have one listener. I don't I don't care. Somebody has to say it, and I'm gonna utilize my platform responsibly. It's ridiculous And we're fed up We're fed up And it's extremely sad Like I said a a couple seconds ago It's extremely sad Because I see my people becoming desensitized to this bullshit man. Just to Never mind I'm not even gonna I ain't even gonna get into it Something else to, to be touched on. The fucking pipeline hack or whatever they're calling this bullshit. Nigga, so I, I'm, I'm like, okay, my sister texted me and my mom in a group chat <clears throat> saying there was some, you know, some pipeline hack or some shortage or something like that, bro. This was, I, I can't even remember. When did that shit happen? Like two days ago? Like two or three days ago? Like two or three days ago, right? So I'm like, okay, nigga, I, I ain't too worried about that shit. Like, you know, bro, <clears throat> the next day I try to get gas, nothing, nothing. I go to seven different gas stations all across my city, bro. Nothing. And then I finally get one. I, I wait in line for 45 fucking minutes. This is ridiculous. And to be quite honest with you, bro, I'm calling cap. Don't kill me. I'm calling cap for real. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think that this is just another play by the government to micromanage the people. Right? And it comes in it comes in stages of disarray. That's what it is, bro. Like it, it it's like, bro, like what what the fuck is going on? What, what what's happening? What's happening? I think that this is just another play to micromanage us for real. And I think that the the group that they they blamed it on from Russia or whatever, you know, I'm just calling cap on the whole shit, really. I don't see I don't see how something that valuable to the U.S. the U.S. and the U.S. government can be hacked when we have all top tier security, you know, top tier technology. I'm just calling cap for real, for real. I think it's bullshit. Um, I don't believe it, and I think that this is just another play from the U.S. government to control us. Think about it. Last year, what do we have? Corona, right? Control us that way. 
Y'all go sit y'all ass down for a little while. Go 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 sit in the house. Don't move for six weeks. After that, what do you have then? All of a sudden, they have a cure created in, in what, three, four, five months? Now, do y'all want to go back outside? Y'all want to go back outside? We need 70, 70% of the American people. That's all we need. 70% of the American people to get vaccinated. So what do you do? Shit, I'll take me for an example. I got my vaccine. Shit, because I'm really outside for real, though. <laughs> right? But at the same time, I, I, I gave into that. I gave into that. Right? Because I won't even say it's a fear, but just for lack of better terminology in this specific instance, a fear of me not being able to move the way I need to. Right? Nobody knows what the hell is in that vaccine at all. Ain't no way they created that shit that quick and it's 100% good. But because this is what they're telling us is going to get us outside and making us able to, you know, being able to move around and and shit again, what are we going to do? So this is just the latest of, you know, the U.S. government and this bullshit. Let's wrap it up. Best thing I saw this week. I have two of them this week. I have two of them. The Canelo, the the the, the uppercut that Canelo landed to win against uh, Billy Joe, about damn near killed that boy. Matter of fact, I saw a report that that the uppercut that he landed might have been career ending. That shit is shame. This shit was so crucial. Just take a listen. Let's see that stinging right uppercut there. Yeah, that was a side of the glove right into the eye. That, that was the one that did the damage. That was a hurtful punch. You see Billy there wincing almost straight away, closing that eye. Yeah, immediately it's it swelled up. Let's see as he walked to the corner what went down. Yeah, it got bad for that boy. <laughs> it got bad for that boy quickly. It got bad for that boy quickly. Second, second best thing that I saw this week. Was that crazy bat flip, bro? I don't even know what level of play it was. I don't know if it was high school, college, what. But let me let me just add some context a little bit. I wish I could find the, the exact tweet. Supposedly, this team was was losing by seven or more runs. Right, ended up grinding it out, fighting tooth and nail to the end. Ended up tying the ball game. And then this is what proceeded. Yeah. Yeah. He took it for a ride and he did it with the utmost swag. The most swag you can do it with, bro. And I see a lot of people on Twitter and stuff like that saying this is a disrespect to baseball, this and that. Bro, shut up. Like those are the type of people that piss me off. Shut up. It's a new wave of baseball, nigga. This is what this is what puts baseball back on the map as a as a dominant sports power in the American culture. This is the type of shit we need to see. We gotta see. Cause this is what make people want to watch. I loved it. I loved every second of it. The bat flip, 
the nigga halfway nigga halfway down the halfway down the first base line, he's still letting his nuts drag to his teammates. Like, yeah, it's time. Fan base fully engaged. Everything, bro. I loved every single second. Every single second of that video. And if you mad, fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, bro. Let's close this up. I don't even know what I want to play. Let me see. Let me just find something. Let me find something. Oh, yeah. This is what I want to hear. That one-on-one. Yeah, sir. Shout out Doughboy, too. I really like Doughboy. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate y'all rocking out with us for, for this long, man. If you made it to the end, thank you. If you didn't make it to the end and you just scrubbed through, thank you, too. I mean... I've gotten a tremendous amount of love and support from the community online and in person. Like, it's just been, you know, the reception that that I, as well as the G2S Entertainment team, have received in this uh, in this venture has been very encouraging, man. So we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep rocking out. Um, if you don't already follow us on socials, YouTube and Instagram at Goodies and Two Shoes, Twitter at Two Underscore Goodies, TikTok Goodies dot the letter N the number two dot shoes. Again, like I said, I appreciate all the love and support. I love and support you all as well. Um, thank you for rocking out with us. We'll see you next week. Also, shout out Kenny again, man. Shout out Kenny again, bro. Appreciate the the uh, the conversation, hot takes, all of that good stuff. Appreciate you. Shout out to my director. Shout out to my young nigga in the building. Sighting out my beard, bro, for real. <laughs> all of that. Kelly Kell just came through, nigga. You know what time it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go crazy. <laughs> It's a good talk podcast, bitches. How you touching me? Your bitch can't even get in touch with me. Unless I feel like touching her, then I might let her fuck with me. You ain't do that with the nigga who robs you, don't act tough with me.